This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about sorbet. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I have come to many revelations researching this one. Uh, Lauren, did you have any particular reason this one was on your mind? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's summer. I was like, what's a summer thing? And then I was like, oh, what would be so refreshing right now while I'm thinking about what's a summer thing is a sorbet. Oh. And then I was like, oh, hey, maybe we haven't done that yet. And then I had to like triple check and we had not. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, which we will talk about more at length in a second, because uh, frequently, listeners, these topics go in and out uh, when we do them. So sometimes we don't remember <laughs> which topics we have covered and which ones we have not. And that's just uh, okay. We're both doing fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you a, do you like sorbet? Oh, I love a sorbet. I love every frozen type of dessert, really. Um, I also love an ice cream and a granita and a, a sher- sherbet? Sherbert? We don't know. <laughs> oh, it's correctly sherbet. 
But I've literally never said that before right now, like in my life. Agreed. I've always put the second R in there. This is one of my revelations I had. Yeah. uh, Researching this podcast because I've always said Sherbert, which apparently is sort of an accidental thing that happened. We're going to touch on it more in the history Uh section, but Uh it was like, it's not really a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Silly English English speakers just want to put that second R in there. Yeah. I like a second R. I like a I like a second R. Uh I have my strongest memory of Sorbet is that my one of my best friends, Katie, who I've talked about on this show before, um, when we were growing up. She loves desserts. She always wanted desserts. She always wanted sorbet. Uh Um, And I always wanted like chocolate ice cream or Rocky Road. Like I I really. Oh, okay. All right, sure. Very different in our frozen treat uh, preferences. Okay. But it was just a thing. Like she would always try to find the sorbet and it would be rainbow colored and it would be so pretty. And I would be like, oh, that's pretty, but I don't want it. Um, it was just like a, we had very different tastes, <laughs> I think is a good way of saying it. Yeah. But every time I think of Sorbet, I think of her and her love of this, like, very colorful, bright, oh, um, yeah, iced dessert that she just adored. She adored it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, 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 I love a Rocky Road. I love a chocolate ice cream base uh I, I just also like I get so excited when I see like like a fresh batch of like a like a mango sorbet come out for the first time in a year and I'm like oh the mango crab came in and the local place is making the good mango sorbet yes um, <laughs> a fruit mm-hmm. dessert a fruit dessert is a lovely thing I I just I just like food I <laughs> yeah I like and I have quite a sweet tooth so <laughs> hmm. I'll have to show you. I have my uh, post-it notes, as I've told you, where I just keep track of what people like. And I have one for you. And yours oh, yeah. is very, like, bitter and fruity based. A lot of things you've told me. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see a sherbet or a sorbet <laughs> fitting in there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so you can see our episodes on gelato and Sundays, uh, popsicles. I don't think we've actually done ice cream. No, no, we haven't because I've been avoiding it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's too much. But then I suggested this, um, I'm, which is also kind of a lot. So I don't know. I I feel like I guess I'm I'm trying to like chip away at the at the outer extremities of ice cream. So that it's easier when we actually get there. Uh, but yeah, you can also see our episodes on Dippin' Dots, on milkshakes, on on ice in general, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I guess this brings us to our question. Sure. Sorbet. What is it? 
Well, uh, a sorbet, as we use the word today, is a type of frozen dessert or snack or, or refreshment that's made just with water, sugar, and flavoring, uh, like pureed fruit or vegetables or herbs or beverages like juice or wine or coffee. Um, all of that churned and chilled until it's creamy smooth and airy and, and spoonable. And this is a little counterintuitive because usually the stuff that makes a frozen dessert creamy and or smooth are ingredients that sorbets don't contain, like cream or or eggs, um, which also helps prevent sorbet from being heavy or stiff in the way that like ice cream, which does contain cream and eggs, can be heavy or stiff. Sorbet is like a like a slushy or a smoothie that's substantial enough to scoop. Um, it's like it's like the soft crystal form of any given flavor element. Uh, like 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 time and care has been taken to create this perfect structure with with the the base element of that flavor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like Steven Universe in a cone. Ooh, I bet that's a flavor that exists. Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure someone's done it. Oh, yeah. heck, I love that show. Yeah, me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh ostensibly kids cartoons that make me cry. I love them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorbets. Yes, uh, many sorbets are fruit-based uh, or are in fact, like just fruit and sugar frozen. Um, generally four parts fruit to one part sugar. And that's that's the like accepted ratio. Um, but you can really use anything that contains both water and sugar, like including just water and sugar. Um, the third ingredient is air. Ooh. This mm-hmm. makes me want to do like a... Captain Planet, which element are you <laughs> quiz, Lauren? <laughs> Ooh, oh no. Okay, all right. Um, For a, a later date, perhaps. <laughs> pretty sure of those I was air. Anyway, okay. Uh, all right, so sorbet. Yes, I'm concentrating, mm-hmm. I, I promise. Uh, sorbet is churned like an ice cream to simultaneously uh, freeze the uh, water-sugar flavoring batter and to mix in tiny air bubbles to uh, to support the structure. And key to this consistency is getting your ingredients in a balance and also your freezing technique just right to create like wee tiny ice crystals, uh, tiny enough that they feel creamy, not not grainy or gritty. And here here's where we come to crystal science. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, Uh, when a substance goes from a liquid state to a solid state, a.k.a. when it freezes, um, its molecules can firm and structure up together in a number of different ways that depend on a number of factors, like the size of your sample of liquid. Like, is it a pitcher of liquid or like a ramekin worth of liquid? Yeah. Um, And the, the surface area of your sample, like... Even if it's just a ramekin worth, is it in a cylindrical ramekin or is it like spread out over a sheet pan? All right. Um, And then also the temperature at which you are freezing it. Um, Like, is it at the freezing point of the liquid 
or like just a little bit below that or like way below that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've probably witnessed this in your own kitchen any number of times when you've made ice cubes or popsicles and you noticed how like the shape and size of the tray affected the freeze time and, and, and freeze pattern like whether the center was still gushy when the outsides were totally frozen, if like a skin maybe froze on top of the ice cubes first, something like that, yeah. Or um, or maybe if you've popped a drink in the freezer to chill it down and then it came out with like big slushy ice crystals in it. Um, or uh, heck, if you live in an area where it snows, you've seen the difference between like the fine powder of a, of a super cold, blustery snow um, versus the big, wet flakes of a mild weather snow. And of course, uh, you might have experimented directly with this if you've ever like made uh, granitas or ice creams or candies from sugar syrup. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, crystals form. When molecules line up, and, and lock together in particular ways. Um, generally speaking, mild temperatures and long periods of time and like being left the heck alone will allow molecules to build on each other in a way that forms like big chonky crystals. Yeah. And now this is what you're looking for when you're trying to make like a like a large clear ice cube for your for your fancy cocktail or or I don't know like a like a diamond gem, um, and that's a reference to something we haven't published yet, forthcoming. Uh huh. Mm. Um, <laughs> but this is the opposite of what you're trying to do with a sorbet. Um, you're looking for tiny ice crystals, so you're using cold temperatures quickly with lots of agitation. Um, and one of the cool things about crystals, there's a lot of cool things about crystals. One of them is that the presence of a crystal in a liquid will seed the formation of more crystals under the right circumstances. And this is for complicated physics, physics reasons that I do not entirely understand. Um, very oversimply, nucleation theory has a lot to do with the random interaction of molecules. Um and so, like, providing a, a base or, or like, like almost like an example crystal kind of encourages the rest of the molecules to follow suit. That is such an oversimplification. But again, we're talking about sorbet. All right. If you're making a sorbet, uh, you, you want to seed your crystallization by freezing a small portion of your, like, water sugar flavoring solution first, like, like quick and cold. And then add that to your to your churn, your your machine or whatever, and uh, and just whip the heck out of it to incorporate air. Um, and okay, the the ingredients that you're using can either trip you up or like sort of help you cheat. Okay, the uh, the sugar in a sorbet is actually key to the texture um, because in a solution with water. Sugar kind of like blocks large ice crystals from forming because while small water molecules will freeze, the sugar molecules will not and will sort of like elbow those little ice crystals around, like keep a little distance there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the sugar in your flavoring counts. So like if you're using a sweet fruit, that will that will affect the balance. Um, also, if you put alcohol in there, alcohol also lowers the freezing temperature of your mixture, which means that you'll have to get it colder for longer in order to freeze up properly, or maybe use less sugar. 
all kinds of balances you can work out there. Um, however, on the flip side, when you use fruit like, say, raspberries or apples that contain a bunch of pectin, um, that's a structural fiber or, or like starch that, that helps things gel or, or stabilize, like it's used in jelly making. And basically what's happen- happening there is that it can form like a sort of soft mesh that, um, that traps water and stuff and adds support within that, that mixture. Other fibrous fruit and vegetables like, like mango or banana can work similarly. So all of those can, can help you achieve that creamy texture. Um, and of course, in industrial settings or in your own kitchen, um, you can add just just plain pectin or other stabilizers to help with all that. Uh, various gums and seaweed derivatives and gelatin all pop up in various recipes. Um, and yeah, uh, you freeze it and you eat it, and it's delicious. It's it can be eaten as a as a dessert or a snack um, between courses in like uh, haute cuisine. Indeed, mm-hmm. which I guess brings us to a question we don't always ask. Uh huh. But we shall ask it for this one. <laughs> Sorbet. What isn't it? It is not sherbet. Um, <sighs> because sherbet in modern American English, I'm saying that so carefully right now. Sherbet. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that word, no matter how many R's you put into it, um, that means a frozen dessert with some kind of dairy in the mix. Um, like maybe other stabilizers too, but definitely some dairy content. Mm. I think I have to do a lot of reflecting after this. <laughs> I think I need to really reflect yeah. on some things. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know what I've been up to these. Calling past. your, yeah, <laughs> calling your whole history into question. I know. I need to, Katie. I'm coming for you. We need to talk about some sorbet slash sherbet. Well, in the meantime, what about the nutrition? Uh, It depends on what you put into it. Like sugar, sugar is a treat. Treats are nice. True. Very true. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we have a singular number for you. Yeah, we have like one number. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, one industry analyst uh, called Prophecy Market Insights um, estimated that the global market for sorbet is worth some $625 million a year, or was as of 2020, and was expecting it to double uh, to over a billion in the next 10 years from there. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, and we've got quite a bit of history that led us up to this point. Oh, we certainly do. And we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, if ice desserts... Or a family tree, which is something I think you and I could accomplish, Lauren. We could make this family Ooh. tree. Oh, oh yeah. It'd be so Oh, good. I want to do that for everything. Okay. All right. All right. Keep going. Yes. Yes. Uh, the earliest ancestors of flavored ices trace back to 3000 BCE, possibly to China, where we get some of the first records of essentially ice creams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and remember, ice and cooled items in general were difficult and expensive before the advent of refrigeration. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it required oh, yeah. a lot of, like, going up mountains and bringing down ice. Um, or creating very specialized uh, right. cooling systems if you were, for example, in the desert in order to work it out. Yeah. Exactly. It was a pretty indulgent indulgence. Yeah. Um, ice was used to cool drinks like wine in ancient Rome and Greece, and ice houses existed in Mesopotamia as far back as 4,000 years ago. And these are often seen as the forebears of sorbets. Mm-hmm. Um, Arabic peoples used ice to chill sharbat, uh, which were these desserts of sweet syrups mixed in ice water. Um, that is the same root word that we got syrup from. Yeah. Um, and sherbet. When Arabic merchants and travelers made their way to Italy, so too did these ice desserts. However... Marco Polo frequently is credited with introducing ice cream to Italy in the 1200s-ish. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, more modern versions of ice cream are thought to have been largely invented in Italy and possibly France, depending on the source you're, you're looking at. 
in the 17th century. Um, okay, so from Italy, these ice cream styles spread throughout Europe and perhaps particularly, yes, to France, giving way to French-style ice creams made with egg yolks and later to the American Philadelphia style, which had no eggs or was either egg whites only ice cream. Uh, the first recorded known instance of the word ice cream took place in 1672. A few years earlier, in 1670, Café Procope opened in Paris and really helped boost the popularity of ice cream and sorbets. However, it's unclear what sorbet really meant in France huh. at that time. <laughs> um, according to some sources, it was a sweet drink of lemon pulp and sugar, which kind of reminds me of our lemonade episode. Um, it seems there were two distinct types of sorbets at this time in this region, one that was more for the eating and one that was more for the drinking. Um, and the one for the drinking was often alcoholic. And it's true that ice cream and water ices evolved and grew around the same time. I feel like I personally have a very distinct, like, this is a sorbet, this is an ice cream. Uh -huh. but, yeah, you know, yeah. Historically, that can be a bit messy, but I feel like mm -hmm. perhaps this was going on back then. Uh, these water ices were multi-purpose, sometimes served as standalone desserts, as palate cleansers, or as simple refreshment. There's a popular but very unverified legend yeah. that Catherine de' Medici introduced ice cream and sherbets. Oh, I'm saying it. I, I did it naturally. <laughs> um, ice cream and sorbets to France and taught chefs and cooks how to make them. Uh, in fact, Mrs. Beaton wrote in her book around this time, Do ladies know to whom they are indebted for the introduction of ices, which all the fair sex are passionately fond of? To Catherine de' Medici. Hmm. I mean, that's quite a quote. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. With the Industrial Revolution, ice desserts like ice cream and sorbets exploded. Now with refrigeration to store them and a whole world of new flavors to choose from. By the 1800s, ice cream was popular in a lot of places around the world. And by the 19th century, some fancy restaurants in Europe began offering like sorbet palate cleansers mid-meal. Um, um, yeah, where previously um, a, a, a liquor would have been offered or maybe a small glass of wine, um, mm -hmm. we started seeing actually especially alcoholic um, sorbets come into play. Yes. Yes, we did. And at the time, it may have been a, a more direct descendant of the Arabic drink mentioned earlier, a water and or fruit juice sweetened with honey and or sugar and cold with snow or ice. So not necessarily what I personally would think of as sorbet today, but on the track, um, for sure. Somewhere in the 1880s, Mrs. Marshall's cookery book included this description about sorbet, quote, under the term sorbet are now included those ices which are served after the removes. They should be of a light, semi-frozen nature, having only just sufficient consistency to hold together when piled up. 
This degree of solidity is a natural consequence of their composition, for the sugar and spirit among their ingredients, when properly prepared, will prevent them, under any circumstances, becoming as solid as cream and water ices. They are generally prepared by first making an ordinary lemon water ice and adding to this some spirit liquor or syrup for flavoring and fruit for the garnish and are named accordingly rum sorbet, cherry sorbet, and so on. They are always served in cups or glasses, one for each guest, and many very pretty designs are specially made for this purpose. Oh. So it sounds like it was a nice... You had your sorbet thing in a nice cup. A, a specifically designed cup. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. More more tableware is what we need here. More tableware always. Always. Um... Also, in the 19th century, a bicarbonate white fizzy powder of soda, tartaric acid, sugar, along with flavorings, was invented. Uh, this powder was used to make fizzy drinks reminiscent of what Europeans believed to be sorbets, sherbets, sorbets, I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so as the story goes, children pretty quickly figured out they could just eat this powder. And from there, we get things like the sorbet dab, basically a lollipop dipped in this powder, and sorbet fountains that sold these cylindrical packs of the sorbet powder with a licorice straw for oh. enjoying. Okay. I know. That sounds like things I had in my childhood. Maybe not exactly the same, but kind of this like dipping in powder, sugar powder, hopefully. In Auguste Escoffier's work, The Complete Guide to the Art of Modern Cookery, he wrote, quote, The sorbets and those other preparations which are derived from them are very light ices, barely frozen, and which are served after the entree at a formal dinner. Their role is that of refreshing the palate and to prepare the stomach for the roast course which will be served following the sorbet. In fact, a sorbet is both an aperitif and an aid to digestion. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, it's a good palate cleanser. I agree with that above all else. Um, oh, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something nice, nice and light and fresh and, and, and popping with flavor. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as refrigeration became more widespread in homes... It made ice desserts more accessible for consumers, um, and sorbet's popularity only grew because of that. Uh, since 1945, Baskin and Robbins started offering sherbet, sherbet with just one R. Sherbet. I think it's just sherbet. It's sherbet. Oh, it doesn't match with my growing up, Lauren. But yes, okay. <laughs> They went on to introduce iconic flavors like rainbow and wild and reckless <laughs> sherbets, uh, which I love. I love. Yeah. And when it comes to this extra R added to sherbet, some think that this is because of this 1939 song, this Ben Homer hit called Shoot the Sherbet to Me, Herbert. So they wanted to rhyme... Sherbert and Hermert, and there, here we are. Yeah, um, well, just just really, or that like it it's funner to say Sherbert and Herbert than it is to say yeah. Sherbet 
and Herbert. Um, or that it's just funner to say Sherbert in general, because, right, like we were talking about earlier, you've got those parallel R's at the beginning or at the middle and end of the word. Mm-hmm. And so <sighs> it's just our silly brains. It's just our silly brains doing silly stuff. And this is how language changes all the time. Yes. There are several words I know how to pronounce correctly, but there's just a way my brain prefers to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, no, it totally happens. Um, and yeah, there was a there was a very um I, I think that this this note um actually comes from this very pointed um Smithsonian magazine article that was like implying that it sounds like low class right if you add an extra r yeah in there and i'm like well la di da (laughs) okay (laughs) excuse me (laughs) yeah i'll see myself out um Mm-hmm. I I think we're all doing just fine. Um, yeah. But, you know, just add add extra R's wherever you want to. I can't stop you. No. I, this was a shocking development <laughs> to me. I'm going to be totally <laughs> transparent. I've always yeah. said Sherbert. Yeah. And I didn't know that was not a thing. Um, oh, I've known it wasn't a thing for a while, but I still use the extra R because I'm, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, listeners, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Ooh, yes. <laughs> well, let us know for sure. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, uh, Sorbet, specifically Sorbet, got a boost um, in the 1990s when, like, low-fat diets were really trending. Um, and have come around again in like the 20 teens through today with um, trends around uh, uh, vegan treats and uh, like plant based treats. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're dairy free. They're, you know, supposed to be egg free generally. So, yeah, they check those boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, furthermore, sorbet is one of the things that researchers have been investigating recently um, uh, over the past uh, like 10 years or so as a as a highly palatable food um, that you can add some like macro and micronutrients to for patients who are struggling with nutritional intake. Um, they're like, hey, people like eating this. It's delicious. Uh, just sneak a little protein in there. <laughs> just, you know, just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. My mom. Right? And I'm all for it. All for it. I couldn't, uh, when I was young, I couldn't swallow pills. So my mom would <laughs> sneak them in uh, ice cream. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Uh-huh. Yoo-hoo's. Oh. She would open them up, put them yeah. in the Yoo-hoo. But... Get you every time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, she, she, she did what she could. And I was always like, no, mom. I was very suspicious. But I, <laughs> I did drink it. It was good. We should do an episode on you. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's that's in the list for sure. It is. It is. Uh, but I think this is what we have to say about sorbet or sherbet <laughs> or sorbet <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, we do have some listener mail for you. And we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. Thank you. 
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listeners. Brain freeze. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we should do an episode on brain freeze. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I've got that one. We did a brain stuff way back in the day. Got you. Perfect. Perfect. I'm into it. Can't wait. <laughs> so we have three short ones today. Uh, the first two are recipes. Very excited to share. Um, oh, Yeah. Starting with Cliff, Cliff wrote, I started listening to Savor at work about a couple of months ago, and I've really been enjoying the two of you nerding out on food science and branding. Here's a drink recipe I came up with last year, kind of riffing off a Negroni and a Paloma, and I think it tastes a bit like a fizzy pomegranate juice, hence my name for it, Fizzy Palm. Hmm. So the ingredients are as follows. One and one half ounce Aperol, one ounce sweet vermouth, one ounce gin or vodka. Serve with ice in a long glass topped with four to six ounces 
grapefruit soda. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds delicious. That sounds lovely. Yes. I want that. I think that will be so refreshing. Yeah. Love that. Oh. And I'm and I know this is like a really like hipster thing to say, but I'm really into vermouth right now. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I think our next D D session we should <sighs> It's been a long time since we've actually done like a themed cocktail. We should uh, Oh introduce sure, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we usually just make Joe McCormick make us um Yes. Manhattan. No, Negronis. Negronis is what he's usually making. Yeah, that one. Yes. And thank you, Joe McCormick. Yeah. Oh, what a good host. What a good human person. Host. Yes. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So thank you for that recipe. Here's another one. Ruth Sintas, this recipe, quote, one ounce simple syrup, two ounce lemon juice from concentrate, one lemon quartered, one liter lemon-flavored seltzer. Assemble in a pitcher. Stir but carefully so you don't get a foam over. Serve chilled over ice. Add muddled strawberries if desired. Ooh. That sounds good, too. Oh, both of these. So refreshing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm definitely adding the strawberries. I think the strawberries. Ah, oh, uh, Chris wrote... In your listener mail section of the recent jerk episode, you reminded me of one of my favorite jokes. What cheese do you use to disguise a horse? A mascarpone. <laughs> yeah? Mascarpone? Yes. Mascarpone? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent joke. Yes. Uh, Chris continued which is also how it's pronounced, uh, with my English-South African accent anyway. Hope that helps, and thanks for reminding me of a great joke. (laughs) We do love some great jokes on here. And let me tell you, you. we botched that uh, reading. Like four times. Four times. For various reasons. Um, Yeah. But it made it all the funnier when it finally happened. (laughs) Uh, there's another, every time a storm comes through, y'all, our, our internet connections don't quite sync up and we're still talking over Skype. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of just well. long pauses <laughs> while we're waiting for the other one to catch up. Like literally right now, I'm waiting for Annie to come back to me. <gasps> yeah, there we are. There yeah, we are. There we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Uh, but that aside, uh, thank you so much for jokes and recipes, y'all. Yes. Honestly, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, we will make these. I will probably tell this joke at a party. Oh, I have a party coming up because super producer Andrew is having a birthday soon. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, super producer Andrew. Um, and maybe I'll tell yes. this joke and pretend. You have to pretend you have never heard it, okay? Oh, got you. Anytime. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, but yes, we do love jokes, <laughs> recipes, messages. Um, and if you want to send any of those things to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. 
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.